I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factor's delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that are like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com dot com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off. Welcome to clean with me podcast. I'm Jessica and I'm Ronnie. This is a podcast where we literally walk you through cleaning your house step by step. So let's clean together. Thanks for joining me. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking you through doing a little bit in each area of your home, and I have a special guest on the show today. For those of you who are regular listeners, you know that my daughter Jessica and I take turns recording, and you also know that I am a mother of six. Well, in today's episode... My number three, who is my second daughter, Erica, will be talking about how she uses our show to keep her house clean. She is a regular listener, and we're going to kind of interview her about that because there are different ways to listen to the show and use the show other than cleaning exactly along with it, and we're going to explore that today. First of all, I want you to gear up for your cleaning session. Maybe you need to get presentable if it's still morning. I like to wash my face and run a brush through my hair. I often like spray like a leave-in conditioner to kind of get rid of the bedhead. Lately, I'm on a kick where I'm doing a thermal protectant and then curling my hair. Not before I clean, but just, you know, before I go somewhere or whatever. Um, But whatever it takes for you to feel presentable, like everyone's minimums are different. Everyone's kind of cleaning look is different, but sometimes there's just something that you need to do to feel ready for the day, whether it's putting on a certain outfit or some type of grooming. Another thing you might want to do is get your house smelling fresh. I like to take out the trash early on, especially because when I'm cleaning the kitchen, I need space in that wastebasket. And I either take out the trash or I delegate it to someone. I don't know why my kids sometimes fight over who has to take out the trash. Because when I'm home alone, I take out the trash and it's not a big deal. It feels good to walk outside and get some fresh air. But anyway, um, in addition to taking out the trash, 
you may want to light a candle. Yeah, speaking of taking out the trash, my next door neighbor, I'm recording out in the RV and my next door neighbor is like rolling a trash can. Hopefully that didn't pick up on the recording. But um, the other way to get your house smelling nice could be to start some wax in the wax warmer, light a candle. And there are a lot of natural waxes and candles that you can buy if you're worried about just, I don't know, the health implications or candles being pet friendly. I kind of giggled to myself, this is bad, but someone at my work was posting because we kind of have our own social media at work, I guess you could say, called Slack. Some of you might know what that is. And somebody posted about, just be gearing up for your cleaning session while I talk, but somebody posted about how she discovered some pet-friendly candles. And I was thinking, well, all my pets are okay with the random candles I use. Um, We have two dogs, a cat, and a guinea pig, and of course fish, and they all do fine with just the random candles I use. But just throwing it out there, if you're like, oh my goodness, candles are, are toxic, you do have options. There are soy candles you can get and things like that. I did not know that was a thing. One other thing, and this is kind of the Jessica method. When I first started the show, I never said this, but Jessica kind of put me on to starting a load of laundry at the beginning of a cleaning session, because then if you clean for about an hour, you can switch the clothes from the washer into the dryer at the end of the session, and then you can sit down and fold kind of as your break or, you know, winding down after cleaning. So it might be time to start a load of laundry, especially if you've been busy over the holidays, you might have like me an overflowing hamper right now. So let's be real. It's time to do some laundry, or maybe you've had some guests sleeping in, you know, one of your family members' beds and you want to wash that bedding. Or if you're like me, you got an overflowing hamper and laundry everywhere. Yeah, there might be laundry outside of the hamper as well, of course. So once you've done whatever you need to do to gear up for your cleaning session, of course, we're going to head to the kitchen, but you may need to gather some things up first. I mainly like to check my nightstands for cups, bowls, whatever I might have left there. My husband and I tend to always have at least a glass on our nightstand. Another place that I check, and this is going to be different for everybody's house, but another place I check is kind of that ledge around our bathtub in case we're drinking something in the bathtub. And I would say a teenager's room, but only one of my teenagers uses dishes in his room and I make him deal with his own dishes. But if you have someone who's going to just hoard the dishes in the room, yeah, you definitely need to walk in and check for that. Get those to the kitchen so that we can start working in there. You know, gather up your dishes and get started on them, whatever that means for you. It could be an empty reload and run of the dishwasher. It could be a pre-rinse and getting some things soaking. A lot of times, even when I am going to start with a dishwasher load, I like to get those large pots and pans soaking so that after my dishwasher is loaded, I can wash those easily. So that might be the way you need to do it, but just do your dishes, whatever that means for you. And we're going to hear from my second daughter, Erica. Hi. So Erica, what do, what is your cleaning routine and how does our show fit into it? Uh, well, usually I just get up for the day and what I've been doing recently is making a list like as I'm waking up of my goals for the day like a checklist in my notebook. Yeah I was telling her that my mom has that same routine and I'm not sure if she still does it because obviously her workload has lightened it's just her and her husband but my mom used to always say And I think she still does it, but she used to always say that she carries a three by five card. She makes a to-do list and then she kind of sticks that in her back pocket. And then of course she crosses things off. There's that psychological benefit. Erica and I were talking about this where when you cross something off the list, it gives you a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And even if I don't finish everything on the list, at least having it written down, like 
helps me see everything that I've accomplished and everything that I maybe need to do on tomorrow's list. And Erica has a 19-month-old, and I read once that if you accomplish one thing in addition to caring for your child each day, then you're doing well because... Also eight months pregnant. Yeah, so taking care of the baby is a full-time job, okay, the toddler and, of course, the baby in her tummy. Taking care of them is a full-time job, so if she checks one or two things off the list, she is still making progress and she also knows the difference between daily tasks and those bonus chores and she is doing really well with incorporating those bonus chores I will say this when I go to her house it's always clean yeah and um and sometimes the way I usually do clean is I will do like two to like five tasks on my list depending on the size of the task that way I can take a break because being pregnant, I get super dizzy, so I have to kind of take it easy throughout the day and spread it out, and the list also helps me with that because I can make sure I'm staying on track, but see how much I'm actually getting done at the same time. Yeah, you make a good point because a lot of people, for whatever reason, are not able to do a 30-minute or a one-hour cleaning session all at once. Some people may need to pause the episode and just resume it throughout the day. With kids, you definitely need to remain flexible. You need to be present, you know, dealing with their needs and whatnot. So, yeah. I I feel like our short episodes are good for that, too. Like, a lot of times when you get a little child down for a nap, you know, it might be a good idea to listen to a 30-minute episode because chances are they may wake up sooner than expected. And I do actually do that whenever I'm cleaning and listening to the podcast because if I know that I can't clean for an hour and I'm going into an hour episode, like sometimes I'll look for one that's maybe 20 or 30 minutes. That way I can still hear y'all talking about cleaning and keep the motivation, but I'm like... Well, another thing that Erica mentioned, and my sister says the same thing, they don't necessarily do exactly what I'm talking about. For example, Erica may not have as many dishes on a regular basis as we do as a family of five. You'd be surprised I have roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but both her and my sister have expressed that the show still motivates them even if they're doing other things because they're hearing about our experience, whether it's me or Jessica talking, they're hearing about what we've been up to with our housework lately. Yeah, like sometimes I'll be listening and you'll be talking about like cleaning the kitchen or doing the dishes and I'll be cleaning my living room because I'm just getting started in the day and usually part of my routine is I start in the living room because... It's usually the cleanest room, so it's easier, so it gets me started easier. Do you kind of like to prioritize it because it's close to the front door? It's that first impression area when someone walks in? Yeah, I I like to, especially, uh, I have, my roommates have three dogs, so I have to, like, mop that floor every day. It gets really messy, gets a lot of traffic still. So once I get that room mopped, it kind of gives the house a fresh, fresher effect, and it uh, just gets gets my momentum going to clean faster, I guess. And if the roommates are listening, please mop up after your own dogs. No, this lady is pregnant. <laughs> take that out. Okay. So we still have several more minutes in the kitchen. If you had only a few dishes to do, they may be done. Um, It's surprising how fast it it is to do an empty reload and run. In fact, that's kind of one of my things. You know, she was talking about not always getting things done on your checklist, but, you know, and I was saying, like, you know, if you have a baby, do at least one. Well, for me, I kind of have a do at least one rule for myself when I'm working an eight-hour shift. So kind of my routine is either before I start work or on my lunch break, I make sure that I do an empty reload and run. And a lot of times if I tell myself I'm just going to do this one, you know, dishwasher load, I will continue because getting started a lot of times when you're procrastinating or whatever is half the battle. 
Sometimes I will continue on and clean the whole kitchen, but sometimes I just do that dishwasher reboot. Then if my husband comes home, there are only a few dishes in the sink that he can wash right before he starts cooking. We kind of alternate lately on on who cooks because we both work full time. But kind of my minimum is doing that empty reload and run. So hopefully you've at least gotten that done. And I realize you may not have a dishwasher. So your version of that would be washing that first sink load, washing the small stuff, as I call it, your silverware, your glasses and mugs, your plates, your bowls. Once you get all of that washed and you at least have the pots and pans soaking, that's definitely progress. So some of you might be at that point, and I encourage you to go ahead and finish washing those pots and pans, because what happens if you always leave something to soak, you get in this perpetual cycle where there's just always something there. I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factor's delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com dot com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, so I encourage you to do that. And things don't always take as long as you think, unless you've had some kind of a disaster where you've burnt stuff on and you need to like drop a dishwasher pot in a pot or put some salt in it or boil some water. There are ways, you know, there are things you can do. And I feel like a lot of times... I used to get in this cycle of having my crock pot always soaking because it was kind of hard to clean. It's kind of big and heavy. But keep in mind, you can buy crock pot liners. And if you can't find them, there are another type of plastic liners that are designed for like cooking a turkey in the oven, like inside a plastic. Those also work as a, a perfect crock pot liner for a large crock pot. So sometimes you've got to think outside the box If you notice something about yourself like, hey, I've always, I always let the crock pot soak for two or three days after using it, that's not good. So maybe try the liners 
to prevent that from happening in the future. Another thing that I do, this is one of my tricks for when I'm home alone. If I am home alone, I will literally set a timer for three hours after I've loaded the dishwasher to come back and do a reboot. That allows me to go back to my work. And not all of you work from home, but you have other work like taking care of kids and whatnot. Um, but setting the timer to come back and do another dishwasher load is a thing that I sometimes do, but I do not like to do it when I have other people in the house because it's just not a, it's not a good idea because then when I come back three hours later, not everything's going to fit in the dishwasher because more dirty dishes might've been generated. So please keep that in mind, but it's a great trick for when you're home alone and you want to move on to something else to run the dishwasher twice. Don't feel guilty about using it twice if you have a dishwasher. Yeah, and um I don't really set a t- I don't really set a timer for the dishes or for the laundry, but I do kind of use them as timing cuz as I said I do have to like rest in between cleaning. So, I'll get some stuff done after I like get those machines started and then um maybe I'll take a break until they're done and then once they're done I have to switch the laundry then it gets me going again sometimes and I'll do like a second wind of a cleaning spree if you know what I mean yeah it kind of reminds me of when Jessica first told me about um starting the laundry at the beginning of a, a cleaning session that that was something she did at the time her washer and dryer were in a little closet in her living room that's how mine is a lot of times if if your washer and dryer are close to where you're spending your time, you kind of hear that little buzz when the dryer's over or whatever, and that can be your reminder. I tend to not hear that because I work in my bedroom with the door shut if other people are around. If no one's around, I'm in the living room, and sometimes we have a like an exhaust fan on in our laundry room, so... I don't always hear that sound, but that can also be kind of a signal to you. And I like what she said about that getting her going again, because once you're up, do something while you're up. You know, it's kind of like, don't leave a room empty handed. You know, if you're already up walking around, grab a few things and take them where they go. So that's definitely a thing. By now, you've probably got your dishes done. No judgment here if you're facing a dish aster and you're going to use the entire episode to do dishes. By the way, I'm going to make a bonus episode today. So if you're supporting the show financially, I know I've been busy over the holidays, but I am going to make a bonus episode and release that later today. Yeah, and I feel like a lot can be learned from kids because we kind of have the same struggles and attitudes that kids do, but it's kind of just exaggerated in kids. Like, Mom, the kitchen's not even that messy. My room's not even that messy. But I feel like we have those same conversations with ourselves when we've yeah, done I something do. recently. It's it's definitely easy to talk yourself out of doing the things you got to do. Yeah, and there's just there's something about cleaning before it needs to be done that sometimes we have a block against that, but people who are very good housekeepers, like somebody like my mom is going to clean when the house already looks clean. She's going to do that preventative cleaning. She's going to wash those three dishes, things like that. So that's kind of, kind of the goal going into the new year is, you know, I think that's always a resolution for me is what I call running a tighter ship because it's not just me, there are other people, but I'm the one, I'm the captain of the ship. So I've got to, you know, remind people of our routines and, you know, hey, remember that rule, you've got to wash your dishes as you use it and whatnot. Um, or maybe you are the only one cleaning. No hate if you live with me and you listen to this, but a lot of times I, I have like an obsessive personality and being eight months pregnant, you know, I'm nesting, so... All I can think about is cleaning lately, so, but it is hard to keep up with if, let's say, you have roommates or you have family that they're, they're busy doing other things. They're not really worried about it, but that's all you're doing. It's hard to stay on track. Yeah, I like that you bring that up because the only person you can really control is yourself. I do create chore lists and systems, but when what makes the most impact is when I make a change in myself. 
when I, I mean, I'm kind of proud of the fact that like I'm running my dishwasher every single day, regardless of what anybody else does. That that's what kind of helps me feel relaxed and helps me feel under control. And I think my goal going into the new year would be to kind of add on a few more things to those, to that minimum that I do. Um, Not that that's all that I do, but you know what I mean? It's like something different every day that I do, but that's the consistent thing is like, I know I'm going to run my dishwasher. I have to run my dishwasher by the end of my lunch break, period. But I probably need to add a few things onto that. Um, You know, we all have these different obstacles. It could be a spouse who is messier than you are. It could be a spouse who's pickier than you are. And maybe, maybe you don't want to clean because you feel like that person is going to mention the one thing you didn't do. Like you clean all day and it's like, Hey, what's this? Yeah. You know, so you could face just feeling unappreciated and it could kind of cripple you to where you do nothing at all. Or it could be that you're cleaning up after other people, but sometimes we have to just do the things that we don't want to do because we're going to benefit from it. Like, you know, even if the roommate or the spouse isn't pulling their weight or maybe not everyone's going to appreciate it, you've got to clean for yourself. By now, most of you have your dishes done, so it's time to wipe some stuff down. I recently cleaned the inside of my microwave and refrigerator, so maybe pick one of those as your bonus chore and do that before you do your regular counter and stovetop wipe. Okay, and always clean from the top down. So when I clean the microwave, of course, I clean that before I do the stovetop and countertops. And a way I stay motivated, even even when my roommates do clean, because my roommate does, she does clean like about half the time. But I tell myself like no one else is going to do this. Like it's it's not going to be done. I'm just going to keep stressing. Nobody else is going to get do it. Might as well just get it over with. And have you also noticed that when you do the right things and get up the next morning to a clean house, it just starts your day off on the right note and, you know, it it allows you to do more bonus chores because I know when I get up and the kitchen is clean, I kind of think, you know what, I think I'm going to declutter my drawers or something. Like it just kind of motivates me to do something that has a more lasting impact because I'm caught up on those minimums. Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely helps to set up the day before. Uh, usually, I'm not not gonna lie. Um, my house is usually trashed in the morning, and a good half first half of my day is just trying to recover from everything that's happened the day before. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely the same way because. We tend to be at our messiest at our house in the evenings because I'm tired after work. I'm laying around. I'm either knitting or I'm laying on the bed watching a movie with my husband. And I just don't do a lot. So I kind of have to recover in the morning. But it is a good thing. It is a good feeling if I do a nightly routine and wake up to a clean house. I feel like I go deeper with my cleaning when I do that. A reason why I mostly try to get my crap together in the mornings is also whenever I clean at nighttime, me and my roommates are on very different schedules because one of them works overnight, so they're usually up and doing stuff throughout the house whenever I'm not. So if I clean before bed, sometimes it's not going to be as clean when I wake up in the morning. Okay, so at this point, you may want to sweep your kitchen if this is kind of a level one day where you're tired and you you. The last thing you want to do is sweep. I do give you the permission to kind of run a vacuum over your kitchen floor at the end of the day. This is a little trick sometimes when I know I should sweep, but I'm really not going to. I'm going to skip a day for whatever reason. I will sometimes just kind of hit that with a vacuum it's not as thorough unless you have really a really nice vacuum cleaner that's designed for hard floors. But a lot of times it's not as thorough. But I kind of learned that trick years ago that, you know, running a vacuum over the kitchen is better than just leaving those crumbs for another day or whatever to get tracked around. So 
we're going to wrap up our kitchen session. If you haven't already done so, you may want to take care of your front entrance area. I didn't mention that. Sometimes I mention that at the very beginning as a way to gear up for the cleaning session. I guess I guess Erica did touch on that, that you know she, she cleans her front room, but I didn't really direct you listeners to do that. But I like to start at the front door and get that room straightened. Obviously, I have teenagers, so I often delegate this. But if I'm the one cleaning, I like to pick up starting from the front door and then everything that can be seen from the front door. So you may have a foyer area or you may be like a lot of us where you just are walking right into the living room. I like to get that area done. And then for my house, that extends to my kitchen island. If I, for example, if I know I'm having company, I like to clear off that island because it can be seen easily from the front door and living room area. So maybe you have a front room or front entrance area that you need to clean. At another house that we lived in, we had a foyer area. I kept that foyer area perpetually clean. Just people didn't hang out there. So it was kind of easy. I'll be honest. You know, there was a bookcase, there was a formal dining room, but I had another table in the kitchen. So that front area with that foyer area and formal dining room was kept pretty clean. I mean, the main thing I had to do in there was sweep and mop. I had hard floors. Okay. So if I were listening to this episode and lived at that house, kind of my front room rescue or whatever would be the family room, which was toward the back of the house, because that's where we hung out. You know, that's where people took off their shoes or left toys or whatever, cluttered things up. My kids were younger then. There was more of a toy issue. That was kind of the front room that had to be picked up in virtually any cleaning session. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to work in your front room, whatever that means for you. And since we just had Christmas, I'll throw this out there. If your kids got a lot of toys, you may need to take some toys out of circulation. They're excited about the new stuff. They have older toys that are still good. They're still going to use them. But what about putting those in a box and putting them on a top shelf of a closet just so they're not scattering like 1,000 pieces in your living room? Definitely something that I need to do um, with Christmas just happening. My son has so much toys and I really need to rotate some of them out for now because it's starting to take over like I have a big playpen that I have all his toys set up in and I try to organize them every day because it makes him more excited to play with them but right now it's a little bit harder to keep organized because it's just he's running out of room in his playpen like I gotta gotta do something about it yeah definitely if when with these little children where we pick up after them, you know, if it's going to take us more than five minutes to get those toys picked up, you know, it, it's going to be easier to take some things out of circulation. I'm not one of these minimalists that takes away all the kids' toys. It's kind of my pet peeve when people are like, don't give my kids any toys for their birthday or Christmas. They need toys, but they can be rotated out. And kids love novelty. If they haven't seen something in a while, it's like getting something new. And this even applies to kids that are a lot older than one. Yeah, or even I think I'm going to move some of them up to my room because um, I live in like a two-story townhouse and sometimes we're hanging out upstairs, sometimes downstairs. So he has his downstairs toys and his upstairs toys. And I need to move some more. I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier and it's factor factors delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes you don't even have to dirty a dish and let me tell you they are delicious my favorite so far is the creamy parmesan chicken let me tell you it's amazing and i'm super picky about like parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants I'm telling you this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant and you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan veggie and more 
I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Upstairs, definitely, because downstairs is starting to take over. And this can apply to pets, too. Sometimes my youngest daughter will buy a bunch of toys for our dogs, and those will be scattered all over. And I actually, believe it or not, have a dog toy box. It's kind of small, but we have a little doggy toy box. And sometimes that needs to be put out of the dog's reach because they only need a few toys at a time as well. Um, You don't want your cleaning session to just be bogged down with picking things up off the floor. If you're spending a ton of time picking up the floor, then something needs to be taken out of circulation, whether it's for your pets or your kids especially being pregnant if you're if you're like me (laughs) yeah I I learned to pick up things with my feet when my mom was pregnant (laughs) because I noticed she cleaned the house by picking items up with her feet from not wanting to bend over bending over hurts when you're this fat man (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully you've picked up straightened up a room Of course, a bonus chore in one of your living areas um, could be to dust the surfaces, but maybe you already did that if you were having company for Christmas. We had um, kind of a checklist going where people had to do a deep cleaning chore and then initial it. It was something different, but my kids actually said they liked the system, so we may do that again sometime. Or I may turn it into more of a permanent thing. Like, okay, you do your regular chores and then you do a deep cleaning chore and initial it. For some reason, kids prefer deep cleaning chores to like daily chores. So do I. (laughs) They don't want to do the dishes. Well, you're 20, so you're still a kid at heart. I'd rather like scrub the walls than do the dishes. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's how the kids are for sure. It's like you know, washing a window or cleaning a baseboard. My son just turned 12. He he loves doing things. I mean, obviously he'd rather just play, but as far as cleaning, he would rather be assigned something like that than, you know, picking up and vacuuming or doing dishes, those daily things. So yeah, if you have kids, I, I usually just say school-aged kids because if they're not old enough to go to school, they're just, they're not doing a lot of cleaning. Like you can still, I definitely recommend giving them a little cloth, maybe even a baby wipe and letting them work with you or giving them a toy broom, um, teaching them to pick up their toys. But once they are school aged, there are several different tasks that they are capable of doing. Um, yesterday, my, my little nieces are in town 
And you're probably wondering why Jessica's not on the episode. She's feeling a little under the weather. But my four-year-old and six-year-old nieces definitely have a lot of gifts with small parts. And they were spread all over. And Auntie Erica kind of got them going. I'll let her tell you about that. I was just... I, I noticed that the house had just been completely taken over by them. By all the kids and all the toys and all the... so. I was just randomly like, okay, guys, we're having a contest of whoever can pick up the most stuff. And they were like, am I in the lead? Am I in the lead? And I just kept switching their names. I was like, okay, Juliana's in the lead now. Rosalie's in the lead. You guys are picking up super fast. Keep going. You got two minutes left. I just kept hyping them up. And next thing you know, five minutes later, the living room was clean. Yeah, it's definitely important to, you know... Involve the kids in cleaning. And if you do have school-aged kids, especially older than that, like preteens and teens, having the lists is just a lifesaver because it, it takes out the nagging. It's like, have you done your chores? You know, and there, I'm giving Jessica this, but we have a, a whiteboard. I haven't used it in a while because I'm kind of like in spreadsheet mode. Lately, our chore lists are spreadsheets. But, um, I have a chore list that is a whiteboard that you can use with a dry erase marker and it already has the little columns for the names and stuff. And I'm sending that home with Jessica, but they have things like that at Walmart you can pick up. And then of course, like I was talking about for the younger kids that are like three to, I don't know, seven, however old, make, make it a game. Like instead of making it like this horrible thing you gotta do like pick up your toys before you gotta do anything like make it a game make it a contest like if you got a couple kids make it make it exciting yeah I feel like sometimes we inadvertently pass on our negative attitudes about cleaning to the kids sometimes if we make it a punishment or something I mean we're all we're all kind of guilty of that but it's better to make it a positive thing and emphasize how nice it looks. Something that I've been trying to do lately is when we like clean the house very thoroughly as a family on a Saturday morning to say, okay, everybody, look around. Doesn't this look nice? Don't you guys like how this feels? Because I want them to start cleaning for the sake of getting the house clean, not because I told them to but to like the feel of a clean room. I feel like my two teenagers have gotten to that age where they will clean their room without being told because they like that feeling of clean surroundings. My 12-year-old's not quite there yet. But, you know, you want to start kind of teaching that and eventually, you know, for example, nobody, Erica's 20. Nobody's telling her to clean her house. She's doing it because she wants the house clean. And so that's kind of our goal in teaching the kids is making it a positive thing and emphasizing the clean outcome rather than just, you know, focusing on the drudgery of it all. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to keep your house clean whenever you're enjoying sitting in that environment rather than just living in filth. Okay, so I've given you time to kind of pick up and, you know, maybe dust that key area, your foyer your front room, your family room. Um, you know, maybe you have other living areas that you need to pick up. If you already just deep cleaned your bathrooms, maybe in preparation for guests, and I realize you may not have been a host of a holiday party, whether you celebrate Christmas or some other holiday, you may not have been the host. But if you were, you probably just deep cleaned your bathrooms. So in that case, I would like to encourage you to work in some areas that maybe need help. Like maybe you didn't really deep clean your bedroom. You just kind of picked picked up in case your son-in-law walked back there, but you didn't really deep clean it, for example. Um, now might be the time to do that. So I'm not going to tell you specifically whether you should deep clean a bathroom or work in your bedroom or your laundry room, because I'm not sure what you've done recently. So for the rest of the episode, I want you to just kind of do a general clean or declutter 
wherever you need it most because you've got your front room picked up. You've got your dishes done. Now it's time for you to decide what needs to be done at your house and work on that for the remainder of the episode. So while you're doing that, I'll just kind of talk about some of the deeper cleaning tasks that we kind of had on a checklist when we were preparing for guests. And these are things, these are those bonus tasks that you don't think of very often. Washing a window. Some people are like, washing windows so are so overwhelming. Not if you do one at a time. Um, washing windows, wiping down the blinds, wiping out the windowsills. I'll just kind of throw this out out there because it popped into my head and, you know, talking with Erica, she's got a 19 month old. So I'm kind of thinking about people with young kids right now. This may not apply to, to each of you, but, um, in, I believe 2019, they stopped mass producing blinds that have those dangerous cords. Unfortunately, we bought ours in 2018. So I just wanted to throw that out there that now when you get the blinds, you can manually like open them or lift them without those cords. And I am planning to replace those. I think my blinds, the large blinds that I have were like $75 each, but I'm planning to replace those with a safer alternative. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there for people with small children, since it's kind of a theme of this episode we're talking about, you know, little kids and, you know, cleaning in small spurts and pulling toys out of circulation. You know, we're talking a lot, a lot about things that, you know, relate to having small children. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Going off of something you said a minute ago about scrubbing the windows, how it can be overwhelming, but not if it's just one. Whenever I'm making my checklist, sometimes if I know it's going to be a tough day, and but I want to get more done and I'm like that's it I'm taking over like I'm I'm cleaning this house I'll put more specific things like like for example on yesterday's list I I just did the basic clean stuff I have to do every day and then I added a couple extra things which I put like wipe down front door and wipe down closet door just in the living room that way I could just deep clean those give those a scrub and I instead of just putting like scrub all the doors in the house instead of something like that you know break it down makes it easier because you can see that you're getting more done on paper that way yeah I like that and I'm not sure that you really saw the list that we had up for a few days where I was having people like initial it but it was very specific like that and that did make it easier the way I kind of motivated the kids is like, the sooner you pick something from this list, you know, you're going to have more choices and you can pick a small task. So for example, it could be something like dust the blinds in the living room, you know, not every blind in the house. Cause we also have blinds in the dining room or, um, you know, do one baseboard or something like that. So yes, and another thing I'll mention if you're just looking for deeper cleaning tasks to do, this is something that people don't always think about. If you leave your drawers slightly ajar, like you leave a kitchen drawer a little bit open or your kids do, and then you wipe down your countertops, that's how you're getting like little crumbs and debris in those drawers. So don't do that, but it might still happen just due to other people in your house. And so one of the things on our list was to clean the silverware drawer. You know, you need to move, remove those little trays, either rinse them out or dump them out or vacuum them out and, you know, clean out your silverware drawer because for sure, anytime a guest comes over, that's the one drawer that they're going to use. They're not preparing the meal, but they are going to be possibly looking for a fork or a spoon and that's something that we did was my son vacuumed out the silverware drawer. And there wasn't a lot in there, don't get me wrong, but there was a little bit of sediment in there. Okay. And so that is something very specific that can make your kitchen seem a lot cleaner to guests. I'm trying to think of everything that was on that list. I tore it down before the actual guests arrived, but... <laughs> I just felt the like it. Guests. <laughs> have a cleaning podcast with the guests. 
Yeah, but my son-in-law didn't need to see. My actual... It was okay if Jessica knew about it, but I didn't want her husband to actually see every specific thing that needed to be done. Because I guess some some of them were more embarrassing than others. Should have saved the list so you could have mentioned them. <laughs> Get the juicy ones on. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, cleaning up dog poop in the backyard. That's not even embarrassing. You just have animals. <laughs> oh, okay, let, let, let's see here. Um, oh, here was one that we had on the list. Um, disinfecting the kitchen wastebasket. From time to time, and I'm not even sure how this happens, but I think what happens is when we run out of trash bags, somebody just throws trash directly into the wastebasket or something, but the inside bottom of the wastebasket gets dirty, even though we typically use a liner. So, and even if you never throw anything in without a liner, there are going to be little fails where the liner slips down and, you know food or garbage touches the outside of the trash can. I guess this is a kind of an embarrassing one was that we had a chore for wiping the wall around the wastebasket area because there are kind of some fails where something could splatter a little bit onto the wall. I don't even have kids that would be to the age of like throwing stuff away but that's a problem in my house that I have to take care of every now and then too scrubbing the wall by the trash can because that's just a common area where you're dumping gunk everywhere you know so sometimes it gets it gets dirty it gets bad yeah a lot of the things I mention I mention kids but they really apply to everybody so even in an all-adult household you may need to wipe down the walls um funny thing when I first got married my husband kind of introduced the concept of wiping down walls I'll admit that I didn't really do that um my family was so strict like we were never allowed to touch a wall and I don't know we just never did anything careless enough to get anything on a wall the way I remember it anyway um because just my parents are very both of them are kind of like clean freaks or whatever I don't want to sound derogatory but I don't know what else to call it and type A yeah type, type A personality A okay type A personalities And, you know, we weren't allowed to just leave our shoes in the living room floor like that would be a big deal or whatever. So things were just kind of picky. And I think another reason why we didn't wipe down walls that often is we moved very frequently. And so, you know, it wasn't like things got super dirty. Um, Until I was an adult, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She did answer the phone for my dad's business and do a little bit of paperwork, but that was very part-time. So basically, we would be at school, and she would clean the whole house while we were at school. So we didn't see a lot of things that she did. We didn't know how the walls got cleaned or whatever, um, because it wasn't our specific chore. I think that makes it, that, that shows how important it is to like clean around your kids and include your kids in there, because it helps get them to learn those deep cleaning tasks that way whenever they're older it's not as hard for them to like do like whenever I was little you you were making me scrub baseboards whenever grandma was coming or whatever (laughs) yeah and this is not a criticism of my mom at all but I do feel like I grew up with only certain chores being delegated to the kids and some things we never saw or knew about but my mom's house was super clean, so obviously if she splattered something onto a wall, she wiped it. Obviously she cleaned baseboards. You know, things weren't dirty, but we just didn't see every little thing, and so we didn't learn about it. Well, I think I think a lot of times people are like, oh, well, the kids, they need to clean up their toys, they need to clean up their room, but really they got to they're they're learning how to survive in the world and they got to learn everything just the same as you had to learn eventually. Yeah, one thing with that that I have tried to kind of do is when a child gets to like 14 or 15 at least, 
I teach them how to deep clean the bathroom. I don't like the idea of a small child cleaning a toilet, okay? I think you probably taught me around 10. Okay, maybe you started a little earlier. My youngest, I don't have him deep cleaning the bathroom yet, but he's only 12, so I know I have time to teach him that. But my 14-year-old daughter has been deep cleaning the bathroom for about a year now. And so, you know, that that was part of the program. Yeah, you're not going to have your five-year-old cleaning a toilet. But once they're teenagers, I mean, they have them cleaning bathrooms at summer camp and stuff. So they're more than capable. And so definitely you want to kind of have a goal to where, and this is kind of off the topic of cleaning, but everyone should have a few specialty meals that they may know how to make because by learning a few meals you'll know what the cookbook's talking about when it tells you to i don't know saute something or make dice something make a roux yeah everybody should know how to make a roux for example um my 12-year-old son a couple months ago when he was still 11 learned how to make a roux by doing his own homemade macaroni and cheese so I feel like, you know, know, know your kid. I'm good at making that mac and cheese, too. Yep. And even though I'm not saying that your kids need to know how to make every meal that you make, but by teaching them to have three or four specialties that they know how to make, that can go a long way. Teaches it, the basics. Yeah, and it teaches the basic cooking techniques. Um, I'm just throwing this out because I feel like a lot of you have older kids. And... um you know, or even nieces and nephews. If you're the aunt, you can be teaching this stuff when when you have your niece and nephew over. Um, because, and I say aunt, obviously men do listen to the show, but some people can get a little bit triggered that I assume that most of you are women, but we literally see the statistics and it's like 98% of you are women. So I kind of know that, but you know, if, if you... you're a man, though, good for you because a lot of the men I know aren't listening to no cleaning podcasts <laughs> and cleaning the house. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing: it's not that I'm saying my husband doesn't clean, but I feel like he'd be more likely to put on some music or have a football game on in the background and just do what he wants rather than listening to a step-by-step show. No, my baby daddy doesn't clean very often. I mean, he's been helping out a lot lately, but. Like, on the regular, usually, no. (laughs) Yeah, and I know that, and I want to keep this show relatable because I know that there are two different, kind of primary different types of men as far as cleaning. There's a man who's, like, very clean and he's picky about things and he's going to walk in and nitpick. And then there's the other kind of man who really doesn't care and he's kind of adding to the problem. And you may be with either one of those men. Am I right? Yeah. I I definitely have a man that doesn't clean very much. But, you know, as I said, since, since I've had some pregnancy complications and everything, he's been helping out a lot more and as I mentioned before I just obsess about cleaning so I'm the one that's like stressing about it all the time so I'm the one that's prioritizing anything like that you know. While we're on that topic I'll just say that I think that everyone has things that they hate less than others as far as cleaning. Okay for example when I was a kid I remember seeing my dad vacuuming a lot my dad works, worked outside the home. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. But the thing that he didn't mind doing was vacuuming. And I think that's kind of common in men because sometimes they don't like the tedious aspects of, you know, doing, you know, the smaller tasks. They like to kind of just sweep, mop, you know. I feel like that fits with dad because that's what he was doing yesterday when it, when the kids were picking up. He... He picked up a vacuum to get them to, after after that contest I had ended, he got them to pick up the little stuff they missed while he was vacuuming. Yeah, definitely my husband and my dad liked vacuuming. So if you're having trouble getting your spouse to do, you know, to pitch in with the housework, maybe find out what they would like to do because you can't just be like, hey, I need you to help with dishes. And if they just hate doing dishes, they may do nothing at all. So 
um, you know, with kids, it's different. Like we said, with kids, they need to learn every aspect of it because they're being trained to be adults who clean up after themselves. With men, they're like stubborn children who don't ever learn their lesson. So it's a little bit harder. <laughs> well, and we're not their moms. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that's just something to think about is maybe have a conversation with your spouse about the division of labor you know, hey, I need a little help around here. What's something you wouldn't mind doing? Would you rather fold and put away laundry, vacuum? Um, you know, because sometimes men get off a little too easy if their job is to take out the trash and mow the lawn because the grass isn't really growing in the wintertime. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and for me, like, I've noticed if I ask David, like, hey, could you clear off this table? He's like, yeah, sure, like, no problem. And he'll clear off the table, but if I ask him, like, hey, will you do the dishes? He's like, yeah. And then it never gets done ever. So it's, it's, I've, I've definitely, definitely get what you're saying about like, use what they want to do to, to your advantage instead of just getting your hopes up and wanting them to do the thing you don't want to do, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like another example is years ago, um, when my husband who's also Erica's dad, was out he was off work for a long period due to a back injury it was a whole workers comp lawsuit and whatnot so I was at work and he was at home and he's always been good about you know picking up vacuuming um, even doing the dishes he doesn't really particularly mind it okay I don't want him to have to do the dishes all the time which is why I make sure I do my empty reload and run every day okay but One thing that I noticed is he wasn't really cleaning the bathrooms that often. So that's something that I would handle like on a weekend or whatever. Like apparently he doesn't really like cleaning the bathrooms. So I would do that. So another thing besides just asking them to do something would be to do the thing that you know they're not going to do. That way everything gets done. Yeah. Okay. Like he's not... Also, when my kids were little, he was not going to go in and clean their bedrooms. That had to be me because he just wasn't going to do that. He was going to focus on, you know, the outer areas, as I call them, and the kitchen. Yeah, focusing on what people are going to walk into rather than the deep cleaning. Not not that cleaning the bedrooms is deep cleaning, but you know. Yeah, and I have a tendency to prioritize those front areas as well, but I kind of realized, like, hey, he's got this covered. I'll I'll clean the bathrooms this weekend. So that was kind of something I did when we had kind of our reverse roles with the housework, so to speak. So hopefully you got a lot done in this episode. Of course, no episode would be complete without me giving a plug for the bonus content. Um, If you listen on an iPhone, there's a little purple icon. Not everybody knows that's Apple Podcasts. Um, there's that purple app. It comes with your iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you can download just about any app that says podcasts. Um, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts. You'd be hard pressed to find an app that we're not on, but you have an option to subscribe to bonus content directly through that purple podcast app, the Apple podcasts, just by clicking start trial. Okay. And it's very affordable and you get around three additional episodes per month. That could increase in the future, but that's kind of what we're shooting for right now. And another way, let's say you're like, I don't use an iPhone or I like to listen on Spotify. An option for you would be to support our show on Patreon. Basically, if you support the show on Patreon, you would be listening to the bonus episodes on a Patreon app. So you'd be listening in a different place. So some people like that convenience factor of becoming an Apple subscriber because they're already listening on an iPhone and they can kind of do it all in one place. But the other option is to support us on Patreon. If you're confused and you're not sure how to do any of this, please visit our website, cleanwithmepodcast.com. If you click support the show, there are step-by-step instructions. I even included screenshots for doing the bonus content on Apple, and there's just links to the Patreons. And when 
awkward benefit to supporting us on Patreon, you can choose between me or Jessica. Some of you prefer one or the other. Obviously, we're very different. I'm her mom. It's a different generation, different lifestyle. So you can pick one of us. But I, I don't, it does not hurt my feelings if one of you supports Jessica instead of me. Not at all. Not in the least. We are just grateful for each and every one of you. And I also understand if you can't afford to pay for the show or, you know, your husband's closely monitoring the bank account or something and isn't going to understand. I get it. Okay. Most of all, just keep listening because that helps us too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show, Erica. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.